This is Bria Barthel for Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Most listeners are probably aware of the fact that a near total eclipse of the sun can be viewed in the capital region and beyond on Monday, April 8th. My guest today is Valerie Rapson, Assistant Professor of Physics and Astronomy at SUNY Oneonta. I first heard of Dr. Rapson. I'm a member of Friends of Five Rivers, a nature group that supports the Five Rivers Environmental Education Center in Del Mar. And on Saturday, February 3rd, from 2 to 4 p.m., Dr. Rapson will be doing a presentation at the Friends of Five Rivers annual meeting. So I thought it would be nice to have her on. And once you hear her, she's so lively, I think you're going to want to say, okay, get me to Five Rivers on Saturday. Valerie, welcome to Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Thanks so much for this opportunity. It's great to be here with you. So first, what the heck is an eclipse? Oh, yeah, we're we're super excited anytime that there's a, a lunar or solar eclipse coming, and we've got this solar eclipse coming up on April 8th. Basically, what we get to observe from Earth's perspective is the moon appearing to cross in front of the sun and, and block out either a majority or, in this case, all of the sun's light if you happen to be standing in the right position to be able to see that. We had a solar eclipse just a few years ago in 2017. What's different about this one? Yeah, we did. So back in 2017, the uh, the path of totality where the moon completely covers the sun crisscrossed across the United States. But every time these eclipses happen, the path is a little bit different. So uh, those of us in New York are really excited this time because the path of totality does cross part of New York State. So if you travel a little bit north or west of the capital region, you'll be able to see that total solar eclipse phenomenon. I was trying to figure out how the heck a small moon blocked out a big sun. And then I realized, oh, well, if I move my fist across my face, that it right. blocks out more than just the size of the fist. The yeah, farther exactly. away exactly. Yeah, it, it all has not, to do with perspective and distance, right? The moon is really small, but it's also a lot closer than the sun. And and nature kind of gave us this beautiful thing where it's just right. The moon appears to be just the right size to cross in front of the sun. What makes us get 95% and Buffalo area get 100% if we both have the sun and we both have the moon? That, that's a great question. So uh, everybody would, would get to see totality if everything was lined up kind of in a flat line in outer space. But if you imagine the sun, the earth, and the moon, the earth is tilted with respect to the plane of the solar system, and the moon's orbit is also tilted a little bit with respect to that same plane. So basically not everything is lined up exactly in a straight line. So because of all of these tilts, you have to be in exactly the right place to see the moon completely cover up the sun. If you're a little bit of in a different location in New York State or, or within the United States, then the angle that you're looking at will be different, and the moon is only going to partly block out the sun during the eclipse. And I was surprised to see how long the process takes. I was looking at a site, and it said that in Albany, things begin on April 8th at 212 it reaches maximum at 326 and it ends at 436 two and a half hours yeah yeah we get to experience it for quite a while basically what you have to wait for is the moon to move through its orbit around the earth 
And at that two o'clock time frame in the beginning, the moon is just starting to appear to touch the edge of the sun. And then it slowly moves across the face of the sun. Around 3.30, you'll have that maximum point or totality. Uh, and then the moon's got to keep shifting. So it's going to kind of pass uh, over the face of the sun back on the other side. So the whole process does take about two, two and a half hours. How many superstitious traditions are you doing to try to keep it from being foggy or, or rainy that day? Oh, so many, right? All of our students are, are doing, you know, no rain dances, whatever they can come up with. <laughs> we, we definitely wanted to be clear that day for sure. There's about a 50-50 chance based on historic uh, cloud coverage that New York State will be clear versus cloudy. And there are special tips for viewing. Uh, I guess sunglasses, since there's no sun, won't work. What's a better approach? Yeah, yeah. You definitely want to make sure that you observe the sun safely during any eclipse. So uh, you can get special solar eclipse glasses that block out over 99.999% of the light, which is way more than regular sunglasses. Um, you can also use telescopes with special solar filters. And here at Oneonta, we're testing out something cool. We're actually going to observe the solar eclipse with a disco ball. I'm sorry. Can you say <laughs> that again, please? Yeah, a disco ball, right? So, so imagine this. You're standing outside. It's a beautiful sunny day because it's going to be sunny on the eclipse, I promise. Uh, and you put this disco ball outside. The sunlight's going to come down. It's going to bounce off the little mirrors of the disco ball. And it's actually going to make a projection onto the ground, onto a nearby wall. And it's those projections that we can look at that will look like the circles of the sun. And you can actually watch the moon encroach across the sun for the eclipse. Uh, and 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 then, you know, you can even see sunspots if they're visible and big enough, too. Sunspots? Yeah, these are, are, they look like little storms, but they're actually pretty gigantic. They're like planet-sized storms that appear on the sun. And uh, through safety glasses, they look like little black dots. So you would see those in the projection, too. So at SUNY Oneonta, mm -hmm. you're going to be outside with a disco ball for viewing the eclipse. And disco balls have many mirrors, so you would have lots of eclipses in the image. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which makes it totally fun. If you spin the disco ball, they kind of dance around. It'll be really, really cool to see. Where do I sign up for a ticket? <laughs> well, <laughs> you can just show up. Our, our event is free. People can find more information on our website shortly. But uh, we're going to have an event in pretty much every science center and college with an astronomy program across New York State is going to have an event. So even if you're not near Oneonta, you know, just, just look up your local science center and see what they're doing, especially if you're Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse, Watertown, Plattsburgh, those areas, those are the ones in totality where you have that two and a half minutes where you actually can look safely up at the sun and see the corona and all the beautiful stars right there during the day. Now, I was reading the description on your page at SUNY Oneonta, and it said that you work on exoplanet research say what now? Yeah, so so exoplanets are, are planets that orbit other stars around the sky. So basically imagine going outside, looking up at any of the stars in the sky, 
many of them probably have planetary systems around them, just like our solar system. And we have some, some telescopes on campus, including the largest optical telescope in New York State, where we can actually photograph the stars and detect when an exoplanet crosses in front of them and measure things like the size and whether or not it's a rocky or a gas giant planet. So my students and I are trying to contribute to this area by finding more exoplanetary systems and also learning about the properties of the ones that we already know about. My mind gets blown thinking about astronomy. <laughs> I mean, if I think about the Big Dipper and the Little Dipper, I can handle that. You get into Cassiopeia, it gets a little more complicated. But when they talk yep. about the billions of light years and getting to the edge of the, the known universe and expanding how I, I it, how do you think in terms that huge yeah. about distance and size and stuff? It's it's hard, you know, and, and every year my introductory astronomy class goes through that that same kind of mental crisis that we all go through of, you know, the universe is so big and I'm just so small. And, you know, we try and make analogies where possible, but there's just so much out there in outer space and so much we still have left to learn. Now, when I think of public education about astronomy and exoplanet research, how can I do this interview without asking about Neil deGrasse Tyson? Of course. So I know he, he bills himself now as an astrophysicist mm -hmm. rather than a astronomer. And I heard him say once that it's because astronomer was too close to the word astrologer. <laughs> yeah. You know, back thousands of years ago, astronomy and astrology were kind of one in the same. It was just the studies of the skies. But now we know so much more and we really can focus on the science aspect of it. So we we all like to kind of call ourselves astrophysicists because it really enforces the science and stays away from the astrology. Getting back to the eclipse, I just wanted to ask, are there any weird effects in nature on birds or animals during the moments of totality? Definitely. Basically, when you're in totality, it gets dark for, for two to four minutes. And, you know, the animals especially, you know, they, they sense the encroaching darkness and they feel like it's nighttime. So whatever, you know, nightly patterns the animals have, you know, at the farm, the animals will often walk back towards the barn. The birds will quiet down. Um, that type of thing is seen in nature all the time. And then there's always that slight sense of confusion right afterwards where it seems like nighttime only lasted a few minutes and then the animals kind of go back to their normal routine. Um, but it, it does seem to kind of quiet things down and just, you know, influence nature in a really spectacular way. I'm so glad I asked. That's really interesting. Yeah. So again, this is Valerie Rapson, Assistant Professor of Physics and Astronomy and Astrophysicist at SUNY Oneonta. <laughs> And if you want to meet her live, she will be at the Friends of Five Rivers annual meeting on Saturday, February 3rd from 2 to 4 p.m. Valerie, I was so glad to meet you. Have a good eclipse. Yes, thank you. I hope everyone will get a chance to get outside and enjoy it.